This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the number one daily fantasy sports app. Oh my goodness. Good morning, good afternoon. Whatever it is for you, I hope you're having a fantastic day. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports, episode 605. Welcome in. Um, I'm feeling pretty low energy today. Like very, I think I'm discouraged. I don't know if it's because of the way life is going. Maybe I just want more views and I wish more people listen to the show. I, I think also like, I, you know, my fantasy team is two and four. Um, you know, I, I've eaten only a peanut butter and jelly sandwich today. I also recorded an entire episode before this. So I'm kind of low energy and tired anyways, but I'm looking at my team this year. My team is two and four. I have scored... 630.9 points this year. I against me, people have scored 630.52. I've actually scored by like a tight that like literally a fraction. I've scored more points than my opponents have scored this year, but I've got a two and four record. I'm losing. It's weird there. It's 630.9 to 630.52. That's insanely close. I, I I don't understand that. I don't like that. My team is two and four. Um part of why I don't have a favorite team in the NFL. It's because I really don't want the joy of having this thing you can't control, like, affecting my life. I, I can't have another way to feel like I'm losing in life. I just don't, I don't want that. I have found that in fantasy. And what's even worse is I'm making decisions that affect this team, and I'm still losing. I'm like, ah! So I can't even, like, say, well, like when I was a Mariners fan, for example, as a kid. I was like, I hate the team, but they're doing stuff I wouldn't do, so that's why we're losing. No, I'm, I'm, I built the team. I'm making the roster moves every week, and I'm still two and four. And it's like... Okay, great. You know, my quarterback, Deshaun Watson, did not play again this week. My running back, Jameer Gibbs, didn't play. I was going to start my, uh, at tight end, I was going to start Dalton Kincaid from Buffalo, but then right before the game. By the way, not early on Sunday, but like after a lot of the morning games have already happened, between the morning games and the afternoon games, we it was found out Dalton Kincaid is not going to play. So I had a last minute make a change in my roster, but I could have done something different if I'd known that going in. Like, to think I'm going to start one guy, then I have to make a change really sucks. So my, my flex player was Joshua Kelly, the backup running back in the Chargers, who got no points. I couldn't start Kareem Hunt because that game was already over. If I could have started Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt on my bench had 16.1 points. But, I, I like, they were playing the 49ers. I'm like, I don't know. The, the number two running back in Cleveland, who is probably not the number two running back anymore. He's probably the starting running back truly now, but they were taking some time to get him into the swing of things. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen against the 49ers. Maybe I'll play Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly, you know, 1.4 points, one carry, two yards, and a catch for two yards. Like, dang it, man. I, uh, I had a horrible, horrible, horrible week of fantasy football. My team, the mother lovers, we lost to my friend Logan. I lost. I scored 93.12 points. Logan scored 98.2 points. So I, it's another really close game for me. I lost week seven by six points. Sorry, I lost week two by six points. And now I've lost uh, this week by five points. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting close. I, I could very easily be four and two instead of two and four. The quarterback matchup was tough. So my quarterback, Deshaun Watson, once again, did not play. And I had to make a move. I ended up picking up Derek Carr. And I actually did win this quarterback matchup. My quarterback, Derek Carr, scored 17.32 points. He had, uh, you know, his 32 for 50 passing, 353 yards, one touchdown, one interception with a carry for two yards. Logan's quarterback was Joe Burrow, who Joe Burrow, they won, but barely had a kind of an ugly game against Seattle. Joe Burrow was 24 for 35 passing, 185 yards, two touchdowns and interception. 
two carries and four yards. Um, so I won the quarterback matchup, but like barely. And by the way, I'm going to be, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to be looking off to my right. My notes are here on my monitor today. I'm trying a different thing today. In the running back matchup, I actually did pretty good. I dominated the running back, running back matchup. Uh, my number one running back, Zach Moss, in Indy, had seven carries for 21 yards, a touchdown, plus six catches for uh, 38 yards. He scored 17.9 points. Logan's number one running back was Alexander Madison, who I've made fun of a lot. Not a great running back. at 18 carries for 44 yards. Also got four patches, passes for 28 yards. So I won the running back matchup with the number one running back. I dominated the number two running back matchup. Isaiah Pacheco, my number two running back, at 15.8 points, 16 carries, 62 yards, six catches for 36 yards. His number two running back, um, Di Mercado, I forget his full name. What's his name? Amari Di Mercado, the running back in Arizona, two carries for 11 yards and a catch for six yards. So running back-wise, Zach Moss and Isaiah Pacheco won that matchup healthily. I felt really good about that. But my number one receiver matchup, I lost both receiver matchups. Nico Collins, my number one receiver, had four catches for 80 yards. He scored um, 12 points on the day. Not bad. Like, could have been worse. He's definitely done way better. Um, but Houston did win, so good for Nico Collins. His number one receiver, Jamar Chase, had six catches for 80 yards. So he only scored 14 points. It was narrow, 14 to 12. I actually got kind of lucky. In terms of Jamar Chase, that's a pretty mild game for him. So I'll take that. To lose by two to Jamar Chase... I'll take that as actually kind of a victory there. Although not, not literally a victory, but I'll take that. If I can do that every week, that'd be fine with me. Calvin Ridley uh, got me 6.8 points. Hit a carry for negative four yards, uh, which really hurt. He also had four catches for 30 yards. So Calvin Ridley, my number one receiver, my number two pick in the draft, 6.6 points this week. Uh, his number one running back, Jordan Addison, had three catches for 28 yards and a touchdown. That got Jordan Addison 11.8 points. So the wide receiver matchup, I lost in both aspects. At tight end, I got crushed. I realized after recording, I forgot to leave a spot to talk about uh, our sponsor of today. So I got to take a break. Got to pay my bills. Got to pay my rent. My name is Zach. I will be right back. Prize Picks is the number one daily fantasy sports app. Prize Picks allows you to make an entry based on player projections and in 60 seconds. You could enter something like George Kittle, less than five catches, A.J. Brown, more than 100 yards receiving, and Jordan Love, more than two interceptions. And if your picks are right, you can win money. Making picks makes watching games more engaging, and you could turn something like $5 into $50. Prize Picks offers quick and easy deposits. You can even use Apple Pay, and they have weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. For example, there's a weekly event called Taco Tuesday, where each Tuesday, Prize picks, discounts, select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So put your skills to the test in daily fantasy. Go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash CLNS, code CLNS for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy made Easy. I was going to start Dalton Kincaid as my flex player. Then right before the game, I already talked about this earlier, we find out he can't play. So I had to scramble to find someone to replace him. My number one tight end that I started, George Kittle, because I was going to make Dalton Kincaid my flex, George Kittle my tight end. George Kittle had one catch for one yard. He got me 1.1 point. After, by the way, last weekend, I didn't play him, and he got 27 fantasy points. Like, 
George Kittle is the most inconsistent, frustrating fantasy player I think I've ever had in my entire life. Really, the only time he scored a lot of points, I didn't play him. Like, I, I want to bench him badly, but I can't because my other tight end isn't even healthy. Sam Laporta, uh, Logan's tight end, had four catches for 36 yards. He had 7.6 points. Not a great day, but definitely better than George Kittle did. And then I got absolutely obliterated at the flex spot. Logan's flex, Jacoby Myers, had five catches for 61 yards and a touchdown. By the way, it was looking pretty good. Like, Jacoby Myers wasn't doing much, and at the end of the game, he kind of took off and did well. My flex player was Monday Night Football's backup running back for the Chargers. One carry for two yards, one catch for two yards. Logan... Joshua Kelly got me 1.4 points as my flex player. That's frustrating. My kicker, uh, my kicker did pretty good. Brandon McManus had three field goals. Uh, two of them were over 40 yards and a 50-yard field goal. So my kicker, Brandon McManus, for the Jaguars got me 17 points on the day. That's pretty awesome. We love that. And uh, his kicker, Evan McPherson, had one field goal, seven points on the day. Again, I won the kicker matchup. And then... On defense, he had the Jets defense. Logan had the Jets defense, who scored 12 points, three interceptions, 14 points allowed, two sacks, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. My defense, the Dallas Cowboys defense, had one interception, 17 points allowed, and a sack. So the Dallas Cowboys defense got me four points. The Jets defense got Logan 12 points. Um, I don't know, man. I'm frustrated, man. Going into Monday Night Football, I had a shot. I was down 11 points. I had the Cowboys defense and Joshua Kelly. Either Joshua Kelly needed to have a good day or the Cowboys defense needed to have a good day. Neither thing happened. And what's really frustrating to me, I left Kareem Hunt on my bench. Kareem Hunt got me on my bench. Kareem Hunt had 16.1 points. That would have won me the game if I'd started him instead of Joshua Kelly. But again, I didn't know I needed to do that till after. I thought Dalton Kincaid was going to be my flex and I was fine. And then going into that second window of games, uh, it was announced he wasn't going to play in their game this weekend, so I had to find and scramble for somebody else to be my flex player. Knowing what I know now, like Kareem Hunt's definitely going to be a starter next week. Um, he's got a bigger role in Cleveland than he did when he initially joined them. Um, and I was worried about them playing the 49ers defense, but um, the Browns beat the 49ers, which felt unexpected to me. So I think I, I hindsight 2020, I think I did the right thing by not playing Kareem Hunt. You can't expect that, you know, the Browns without their starting quarterback are going to win and beat the 49ers. I just did not see that coming at all. But, um, you know, Jameer Gibbs, my running back, didn't play, so I had to find a replacement for him. Uh, my quarterback, Deshaun Watson, did not play. Uh, I did have the Browns defense on my bench. They only scored six points, so I wouldn't have won anyway. But uh, I'll probably, I definitely have to start the Browns defense this week because the Cowboys defense has a bye week. And I feel good about that. I think picking up the Browns defense was actually probably a really smart, really good move. But, I find myself just really frustrated, man. I hate losing. I'm two and four. I am currently like 13th in the standings. I got to get in the top eight to make it into the playoffs, and I'm not sure I'm going to do it. And I'm kind of like, if I don't make the playoffs, then what do I do? Do I, I'm not really sure. Do I keep making content about fantasy? Like I'll be in the losers bracket playing and like, do do people want to hear that? I don't know. Um, I'm not going to, I don't think I should cover what, else is happening in the league if it's not involving me. So I, I'm really not sure, man. I want to make the playoffs in this league. I think my team has potential, man. Like, I know people make fun of my team, but I think I don't realize how how scarce it is in this 16-man league. But the Jameer Gibbs draft pick uh, is killing me. That, that draft pick has not worked out at all. Uh, Deshaun Watson's been injured a lot and not playing, and that's I, three weeks of the year. He's only played half of the games for me. Of the six weeks so far, I've only had Deshaun Watson for three of them because he was injured for two and had a bye week. So 
Deshaun Watson's got to come back. I'm not I'm not keeping Derek Carr as my quarterback long term. That would kill me. So um I don't know, man. Like I said, I'm at a I'm at a pretty low point when it comes to fantasy. I'm discouraged. I'm frustrated. I uh I want to win and maybe I'm taking it too seriously, but I, I hate losing. Like it really it really bothers me. Um right now I play Children of Analytics next week. His team is three and three. And uh I again I'm putting Kareem Hunt in my starting lineup. Jameer Gibbs, even if Jameer Gibbs is healthy, I'm probably not going to play him because I've got uh, Zach Moss and Isaiah Pacheco, who both have been scoring good points, and Jameer Gibbs has done literally nothing all year. Um, and the Lions don't appear to want to use him as a feature back. So I, I just, that's a bust for me. I drafted him, uh, I believe, he was my number one pick. Let's look at the league result, the draft results. I believe he was my number one pick, and uh, that's a painful realization that he's just not doing enough. So, yeah. My number one pick was Calvin Ridley, uh, first round, 14th pick. Second round, third pick, I drafted Jameer Gibbs. And I got offered a trade this past weekend. I want to pull it up, put it on screen. Um, Logan, who I played against in fantasy football, offered me a trade like Tuesday, and I didn't take the trade. That was a mistake. I should have taken this trade. I got offered an amazing trade. He wanted Deshaun Watson, my quarterback, Calvin Ridley, my receiver, and Jameer Gibbs, my running back in return for T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, and Gus Edwards. Now, Gus Edwards and T. Higgins are kind of garbage. They haven't had a good year this year. Joe Burrow would have been. And I, you know, for two players who, Calvin Ridley and Deshaun, sorry, Deshaun Watson and Jameer Gibbs didn't even play this week. I could have had players who were playing and healthy. And, you know, I don't know. Derek Carr did get me more points than Joe Burrow. But this is a trade I thought about all week. Like, should I have taken that? Because Jameer Gibbs is getting me nothing. I don't know. I feel like... I'm curious what people will say. I'll put the trade on screen again. I would have given up to Sean Watson, Calvin Ridley, and Jameer Gibbs, who Jameer Gibbs has potential. Calvin Ridley scored high points before this year, and Deshaun Watson has potential. He can run around and make plays when he's on the field and healthy. Gus Edwards is kind of a nothing burger, so is T. Higgins, but Joe Burrow, you know, maybe this trade wouldn't have been good for me now that I think about it, but, you know, I've talked about it. I want to hear what people have to say about this trade. Should I have taken it or not? I don't know. Um... You know, it's just been a, it was a frustrating week for me. I, I hate losing and I'm, I try not to be a sore loser, but I don't, I don't like losing, man. It's not fun. And it was a weird week in general in fantasy football this week. Like Dak Prescott was the high scoring quarterback with 24 points. He had only two touchdowns. Like there wasn't a lot of high scoring, crazy players or performances this week. Like high scoring running back was Raheem Mostert with 34 points. At receiver, Amon Ross St. Brown is the highest scoring receiver with 30. These are all good scores, but there was no like 50 point, 48 point crazy performance like Tyree Kill has had multiple times throughout the year. Um, high scoring defense had 23 points. High scoring kicker at 18, Justin Tucker. Travis Kelsey, high scoring tight end with 21 points. Pretty moderate week in general in fantasy football that it feels like there wasn't a lot going on. There wasn't a lot of high scoring games and high scoring crazy stuff going on fantasy wise. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Jake. Jake this week in the the league lost by five points. Similar to me. I lost by five. He lost by five. Um, That's brutal for him. And here's what's really brutal for Jake and where I feel bad for Jake. Jake's quarterback was Anthony Richardson, who Anthony Richardson was fantastic uh, until he got hurt. Now he's out for the year. So his number one quarterback is out for the year. His backup quarterback is Brock Purdy, who does put up pretty good numbers from time to time. But this week for Jake, they lost 94.2 to 99.44 points. They lost by five points, basically. And his quarterback, Brock Purdy, had 8.7 points. That is 
brutal. Brock Purdy, 12 for 27 passing, 125 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Man, I, Jake, I just feel bad for you, man. I know, I feel the pain. You lose by five. You have a quarterback who doesn't give you really any points. Like, you're you're so close. Also, your flex player, Cole Komet, your tight end, Cole Komet, 2.9 points. Like, uh, he had Garrett Wilson on his bench, who would have made all the difference. Like, you know, Garrett Wilson scored 17 points this week. Um, I don't know, man. Johnny Smith, his other tight end, had 13.6 points. It just... I, I hate this. Like, you you start a player hoping one thing will happen. You never know if they're actually going to be healthy and play. You uh, you never know if they're going to do well. It, it's a weird fantasy football. I do like it. Like, I will say, going into Monday Night Football, I had the Cowboys defense. I had Joshua Kelly, the Chargers running back. They were playing against each other. Like, I cared more about what happened on Monday Night because of having the fact that I had players involved in that game. But I'm just frustrated. I hate losing, man. It's really frustrating to me. And, uh... You know, if you got anything to give me remorse or any kind of uh, consul- consolation, maybe write in, like give me encouragement, because I'm I'm just like, dang it, man, my team is two and four. I'm awful at this. I th- I think I don't know. I, I I don't know, man. I'm really in a weird spot, and uh, I'm two and four. I would really like to be good enough to make the playoffs this year, so I have something to talk about and can keep making content about fantasy football. But right now, it's bad, and I'd love it if I, I would really really like it if Deshaun Watson could play a football game. That would be. That would be really great, you know, if Jameer Gibbs is healthy and maybe the Lions decided to use him. Maybe if my quarterback um, was actually on the field, would be awesome. Um, you know, it's uh, just it's been that kind of year. And I, I don't know if I'm bad at this or not. I'm not really sure, but I, I, I'd like to win and I'm not winning. And that's it's just ways I'm like, dang it, man. Um, I want to go through the standings right now. In first place in our league, you've got Sam Colburn's team. Ayahuasca won't fix that. They're five and one. In second, you've got 24-7 as ETN season, who's 4-2. and In third, Star Moore's Heshmi's team, they've made a comeback. He's 4-2, and good for him. Uh, McLaughlinstock, Jacob's team, is in fourth at 4-2. Four Logan's team is in fifth. Addison Vet Services, they are 4-2. and two. The first 3-3 three and three team is Rhett Bart's team. Uh, Touchdown Jesus, they are 3-3. Three and three. He's number six in the league. In seventh place, you got the Rise of Florida Man. The Rise of Florida Man, I like that. He's 3-3. Three and three. In eighth, Jackson's Prison TikTok. In ninth, How'd that get up there? In 10th, Children of Analytics. In 11th, Bustin' on Cousins. Uh, in 12th, Gimme a Win. Uh, how can you have your team named Stephen Money? Gimme a Win if you have, you're higher than me. You're in 12th. I'm in, uh, you're two and four. I'm two and four. I'm in 13th. The Mother Lovers. We're not doing great. Um, in 14th place, is X going to give it to you? And uh, X not been given to you recently, uh, buddy. I love you, Andy. Andy's two and four. In fifth, you've got the Jordan. In 15th, you got the Jordan rules at two and four. And in 16th, you've got Allergic to Winning at 1 and 5. That is Phoenix's team who, gosh, Phoenix's team has been um, horrific this year. So um, I didn't, I don't know. I feel like I sped run that. I don't know. I, I talked through what happened. I told you what's going on. It's been a um, a frustrating year as far as fantasy football goes for me. But uh, we'll see how it goes. In about an hour from now, Gosh, that really—that was like 20 minutes. I feel like that really flew by. In about an hour from now, I'm getting on a phone call with Logan. Logan and I are going to do a, a recording, talk about his thoughts on the week, my thoughts on the week. I would imagine that talking to Logan is going to be good for me. I, I really feel like the way I'm feeling about fantasy football, the way I'm losing in life, I'm just like, man, I, ah, I hate it. So, um, you know what? I feel like I definitely need the—I need to talk to another human being right now. So I'm going to cut, and uh, the next thing you hear from me, I will be talking to Logan about fantasy football. Although, I will say, now that I'm realizing this, as I'm cutting to Logan, we haven't done an ad break yet. And uh, 
I'm supposed to have two in this episode. So between now and hearing from Logan, you'll hear from one of my great sponsors. I got to pay my bills, got to pay my rent. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you to my sponsors. Thanks for taking care of me and paying my bills. The show is brought to you also by Factor Meals. Go to factormeals.com slash SOS50 and use code SOS50 to get 50% off. That's code SOS50 at factormeals.com slash SOS50 to get 50% off. Dude, it's such a good deal. I think food is, uh, I I would, you know, very carefully say it's a necessity and food at a low cost. 50% 50% off, it's a big deal. On top of that, what Factor Meals allow you to have is food that's really good, high quality, and quick. You know what I do in the morning? I wake up at 5 in the morning. I shower. I try to get my bathroom routine all done before my roommate gets up to go to her job. So I get up at 5, I shower, and then I make breakfast. And breakfast takes like 45 minutes. It takes a long time for your boy, Zach. I make eggs, some kind of meat, spam. I, I'll admit hot dogs sometimes, rice. A lot of hot sauce. I love it. I, I love it. Spam, rice, hot dogs, whatever you want to, whatever the meat is, and then eggs. That's that's your boy Zach's meal every morning. And uh, it takes a long time. You know what I would love? Really affordable food that's easy to heat up and doesn't take me 45 minutes to prepare. And it's good. Natural ingredients, good stuff for you. They can match whatever you're looking for to get out of it, whether you want just good food, maybe you want some kind of diet. They can match whatever you're looking for and give you food that meets your needs. But if you want to find cheap food that is affordable and can be prepared quickly, which I know a lot of, look, we're running around. It's fall. It's busy. You're doing whatever you got to do. You're trying to make your family happy, going to Thanksgiving and stuff. You're trying to get ready for Christmas. Uh, Factormeals.com slash SOS50. Factormeals.com slash SOS50 and use code SOS50 to get 50% off. That's code SOS50 at Factormeals.com slash SOS50 to get 50% off, which to me, look, I know some of y'all out there, you use DoorDash, you're ordering food from delivery services. This is so much cheaper. It's faster. It's right there ready for you. And it's high quality food. All you got to do is heat it up. And some of the stuff they got, what do they have? They have bacon and egg breakfast skillet. Bacon and cheddar egg bites, potato, bacon, and egg breakfast skillet. I got that wrong. Apple cinnamon pancakes. Great breakfast stuff. They're really pushing breakfast this year. Uh, Broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, asparagus. High quality ingredients at factormeals.com slash SOS50 for 50% off a factor meal kit. Highly recommended. Their food is great and easy to prepare and quick. Joining me now is Logan. Logan, uh, I want to say, first of all, you're the only person in this entire fantasy football league I've actually met, like, in person. We've had breakfast together, uh, and so it's, like, really cool to, like, kind of come full circle and have you on the show. How's your day going? My day is going good. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. But I'm having, a, I'm having a good day, good day. Kind of rushed. I actually um, I made finished my uh, finished making dinner uh eight minutes before <laughs> start time <laughs> scarfed it so, down <laughs> that by the way that's a terrible idea i've done that where i like eat like two pb and j's right before recording and then like 30 minutes in your stomach's like you're like you're like, you like it wants to come back up you're like oh no the body was not made to eat that fast and then talk and just no. have it all come out it's all bad uh tell people where in the country are you because i i know we met in hawaii but mm-hmm. you now live not in hawaii so where are you now Yep, so now I'm living back in Minnesota, born and raised in Minnesota. Definitely 
uh, gonna <laughs> live here the rest of my life. I, I missed a lot uh, when I was living in Hawaii for two years. Just just a lot of little stuff. The last mm-hmm. weekend I was watching the Vikings game and it's cold outside and I'm um, eating a hot meal and I was like, dang, I missed just food, family, and football. It just it, it didn't feel the same in Hawaii watching it. 7 a.m. by myself, trying not to wake up my girlfriend. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I've been, I've considered going back. I, I've, I've never, I would never admit that. It's like probably the only place I would admit that publicly. It feels like we're talking to, between friends, but there's lots of people listening. Right. But I've considered it. And so pitch me on it. What, what, what made you leave Hawaii? Like, what do you, what's good about, uh, so being around family, being around people? You like the cold though? Cause I hate the cold. So that, that's something that I'll never, that's ever, it. even if I ever do go back, I'm gonna hate the winters. I, I'm gonna wanna die. I was gonna say that's that's probably not something I can sell you on, but I I love the cold. <laughs> I am I, I was definitely struggling in Hawaii with the heat. I was a lot of days just standing in front of the fan because uh, it was too hot for me. I, I just I love the winter. I'm I'm still it's uh in the 30s. I'm still wearing t-shirt and shorts. I just I, I love the cold weather. It's some something about it. <laughs> so I don't know if I can sell you on that, but I think. That's that's a lot of it is just I mean I wasn't necessarily homesick but just a lot of the little stuff I missed kind of the fall breeze coming in and it, it Hawaii is just one climate which is a little weird I mean you have the rainy season but that's barely different <laughs> yeah it, especially Hilo where you were like it's the same year round all the yeah. time. but that that's what I like about it I like that I can leave my apartment. <laughs> And I reliably know it's going to be 85 degrees and warm. And I can go for a walk. I can feel the sun. Yep. Like, oh, man. Um, talk to me about your team. How's your fantasy football team doing this year? Um, I'm 4-2 and two right now. I'm doing pretty good. I think I'm in fifth place. You um, are. I you wish are. that maybe I could have saved some of my points from last week for this week so it wasn't so tight. Instead of scoring mm. 170 last week. <laughs> Maybe going from a, a 100 point nearly margin of victory to three or something. Five. I, was very I, five. I will never forget it. Yeah, I lost week two. I lost by six and I lost <laughs> to you by five points. I'm like 11 points away from being four and two instead of two and four. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on, dude, I talked to Jake about this, right? I'm on the bridge and I'm like, hmm, I might, I might jump. This is going horribly. I hate it. I'm not having fun. I Have you ever had like a losing season in fantasy? What's that like? Last last year in fantasy, I have a fantasy league with um, my friends. Last year was a really bad season for me. Well, actually, I ended up making the finals, but that was because I went on like a miracle run. I was the lowest seed in the playoffs. I won six straight to make the playoffs. Um, but I've I've had some bad years as well. It's it it definitely hurts. It kind of depends on what kind of league you're in too. Because I've been, I've done keeper leagues, which I don't think you've talked about at all. I've done, I mean, just regular leagues. I've done leagues where the draft order is reverse of standings, or it's random. Um, so yeah, those tough seasons are tough, but at least you know it's only you're like, well, I got this crappy team, but at least it's just this year. <laughs> I I I don't I haven't thought yet like long term what the plan is for this league. Like, do right. I keep the group the same group? To- if everyone wants to do it again, I might just keep the same people and do it again next year. Like, <laughs> then give the people at the bottom the first. You know, like you know, it's just like NFL standards mm-hmm. where if you're the, like Phoenix, we get the first pick because he's one in five and his team is horrible. <laughs> but I also, do you want the first pick in a league? Like, I don't know. I've always wondered about that. Like, I feel like I would I rather do. be at the back where you get two picks back to back. Yeah. So, what's your opinion? 
I like having early picks, but I'm I'm I don't worry about it too much. I kind of just game plan wherever. But I know some people really prefer like I want to be in the middle, so I get two picks in the top twenty versus two picks in the top four or thirty two. So some people yeah. have a really strong preference. I feel like the people that want to be in the middle really prefer it versus the people that want to be first. Just they can't really rely on that, I guess. So. What if we did it where you could trade down? Like, is that is that even possible? I, like, if... <laughs> I don't know if that's in our league, but I've been in leagues where you can trade draft picks, and uh, it was actually my second year ever doing fantasy. I think I was like eleven or twelve, and my team was just so bad. And I was in the league with um like all my dad's friends actually that they've had since two thousand. Um, and it's a two-player keeper league, so you can keep two players every year. And you could trade draft picks, I noticed, and I was like, well, my team is terrible, so I just traded away all my good players. I had, like, uh, half the first-round picks, and then they were all pissed at the draft the next year because I was making all the picks. I was like, you guys made the trades. So um, I think it's better without it, probably, <laughs> just because year-to-year -year it's it's so different, your teams. Um, but... Uh, I'll work with it if, if whatever happens. But I think a majority of people don't trade picks unless you're doing a dynasty league. I want to say, I think your team is pretty impressive because you kind of went all in on the Cincinnati Bengals, right? You got Jamar Chase, yep. you got Joe Burrow. you And and I don't know if you're aware of this, but I, I learned this today while doing a different episode earlier. The Bengals have the worst offense in football. And somehow your oh, team yeah. is still 4-2. and two. Built around the Bengals' offense, basically. Like I don't know how that happened to you. Tell me, tell me your team. What what Bengals players do you have? So I have Joe Burrow, uh, Jamar Chase, who was my first pick. I have T. Higgins, who I thought was going to have a really good year because it's a contract season for him. And then I also have their kicker, Evan McPherson, because it's like, well, if I already think that they're going to score a lot of touchdowns, that's going to be a lot of extra points for me as well. So everyone's been decent. Joe Burrow's looking better, but T. Higgins has been tough. He's been getting a lot of targets, but he's not been catching the football, and now he's injured. Okay, so. well, no. Last week he had like 50 points, so I feel like I'm not hearing no, any complaining from you. Did I say Jamar Chase? Oh, T. Higgins. Oh, T. Higgins. No, you did say T. Higgins. You did. I'm wrong. You're right. You said T. Higgins. <laughs> I'm just I'm salty, and like I hate losing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 50 points, that's the highest point total for any one player in our league this season I checked before before the broadcast. <laughs> what is it going to take for me to trade for CJ Stroud? What do you want for CJ Stroud? Can we can we talk? Can we negotiate here? Like will you give anything up for him? Um he's he's kind of the reason I I didn't uh, tank the first half of my season, but I will say uh, this is kind of breaking news for you, I guess, but I might not have him when this episode comes out. So. Oh, no! <laughs> Dang it! Well, it sounds like I have a deal in place. Just Is uh, it uh, is it my man with Anthony Richardson? What's his name? Uh, is it Jake? I don't know if he wants me to say, but it is Jake. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm the commissioner, right? It would come across my desk, you realize, right? Like... No, but what if he says no, and then on the show, he sees me calling him out? <laughs> oh, man. Because he mean... sounds into it, but he was like, I I'm going to think about it, because it's... He's, he's thinking about it. I'm like, that's so you, fine, that's you fine. You might have just shot yourself in the foot. You might have ruined your trade. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping. I'm really hoping <laughs> it goes it, through. Baby. Before Content. this episode comes out, because well, I could just commissioner Jake... veto it. 
I could just say no. I want CJ. I I would never do that. Can we talk about the trade where I was high and I traded like away? I can't remember who I traded away. Like I traded away um, the the receiver I love, uh, Nico Collins. I traded away like someone else. Anyway, I really I like woke up the next morning and was like, that's a terrible trade. Hi, Zach was dumb. And I like canceled the trade. And I got a lot of hate (laughs) of the internet for calling the commissioner's veto on that. But also like the guy I was making the trade with was also okay with it. So I I think it was fine. But I want to hear your comments on that moment. Um, I think because the trade wasn't going to go through for like another four days, especially I didn't mind it personally. I was like, like whatever, we all make dumb mistakes. And I think it would have been different if um was it, it phoenix right that was yeah because phoenix had so, josh yeah. allen he kept yeah he kept yeah starting was, the wrong quarterbacks <laughs> i think because <laughs> uh phoenix was cool with that i think if phoenix was upset then maybe i would have thought about it different but i think everyone in our league was like no one uh was upset about it so i think it was fine well, I feel like I should correct the record. If if like Phoenix had pushed back and said, "Hey, that's that's bullshit. I want that trade." I would have done the trade. I like I, I yeah. you could have bullied me into like giving up my player <laughs> that I I agreed. I I would have said that was a bad trade. I shouldn't have agreed to it, but I'll I'll give up the player. Like I yeah. want to do the right thing, but it, I think in the situation people that were mad at me maybe didn't understand the dynamic. I have no idea. I don't know. Was I think it bad sportsmanship in the league? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who do you think? I think Sam's going to win. Do you have any any opinion on that? Um I think Sam's probably going to win, although I don't, I mean, he just did a big trade, and I think that uh, Andy came out really well. He, uh, Sam traded away Justin Jefferson um, for, and, he, and another player, but he traded him for Chris Olave and Jamison Williams, and I think Jamison Williams has kind of been a nothing this year so far, so yeah. I kind of look at it like a one-for-one Olave Jefferson so I think Sam might come to regret that, but I'm also a Vikings fan, so that could, <laughs> could just be me and my homerism. But yeah, I here's still, the trade. I think and Andy got Justin Jefferson and Raheed Shahid from New Orleans, and Sam Colburn got Chris Olave and Jamison Williams, which is interesting. And depending on how long Jamison or Justin Jefferson is out, that'll really be. And Jamison Williams yeah. is coming off, you know, back from suspension and. Chris Olave is not doing much. I don't know. I, I'm not really sure who's going to win that trade yet. Yeah, I think it, the details definitely have to be ironed out. Um, but I actually like congratulated uh, Andy because I was actively trying to trade for Justin Jefferson. So when I saw that, um, I saw the app told me a trade went through. I was like, oh. Did my trade get accepted? And then I saw Andy got him. So I was like, ah, oh, you got Justin Jefferson. And Andy's a Packers fan. So I was like, I hope Justin Jefferson scores 50 points for you every week this year. <laughs> <laughs> Only when they play the Packers, right? No, every week, but especially against the Packers. Andy's cool. Well, imagine. Andy's that's what's guy. fun about fantasy, right? You can watch your favorite team lose, but if your player on your fantasy team is winning, you can still like swallow it a little better and be like, okay, well, yep. at least that happened. The weeks um, that you lose in both leagues and your team loses, though, at that Sunday night, it's just like, wake me up on Thursday. Like, I don't want to think about football right now. Dude, I, I've never had a favorite team because it's too painful to, like, watch stuff that, like, I always thought, like, the worst fa- feeling you could have is be, like, a Browns fan and watch them make <laughs> all these horrible moves and then not have any control over it and still, like, be emotionally invested in your team. But I'm realizing I think losing in fantasy is actually in a way worse because you're also making the moves. So like you have to answer for all the things you're doing wrong and you're like, ah, flip. Like if I'd played Green Hunt this week, I would have beat you, right? 
but I have to sw- I have to live with the fact that I chose to keep him on the bench and that didn't work out. And I'm like, oh man, are you kidding me? Like it's a little like, thing. We didn't fire this GM. It's yeah, like, oh, the yeah. GM's me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one thing, like, when they're sucking, and I am a fan of that, but it's even worse when, like, I'm the one who's losing. I'm like, oh, man, dang it, you know? Um, what do you make some, of... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, good, no good. I, was, I think some people have a more negative uh, view of, like, bench points than I do, because some people, it really hurts them inside when their bench scores a lot of points. But at least I look at it like, well, they're still my players, so hopefully they can keep it up. But I know some people, it really kills them inside that, that coaching percentage. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those guys that it kills me. Well, like, uh, but I can, I can rationalize keeping Kareem Hunt on my bench this week, right? Like, he's been the number two back. He's coming. He's new to the roster, so they've kind of been working him in. I think after this week, he will now be the number one running back in Cleveland. But they're playing the 49ers, and I'm like, I don't know how good they're going to do running the ball. Plus, Deshaun Watson, their quarterback's out. So there's no way they're going to win, right? And then the Browns do win. Kareem Hunt has a touchdown, has 16 points. And I'm like, dang it, man. Like, rationally, my decision-making made sense, but it really cost me. I'm like, I hate that. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I think um one thing about that is it's kind of like um poker in a way where let's say you're gonna win you get a hand you're gonna win 80 percent of the time so you make a decision based on that 80 percent and you end up losing but if you made that decision a billion times it would average out to you winning you know 80 bucks mm-hmm. on your 100 dollars. so i think it's like sometimes you get screwed on your decisions but if you make it with uh, reason, then, you know, I mean, it's just the luck of the draw, but at least you feel like, well, I should have been right. I had a reason that I felt I was going to be right, but I was not. <laughs> Do you want to talk about George Kittle? My man, George Kittle coming through this week, giving me one <laughs> point, one point, one catch for one yard. What is that about? Are you kidding me? Like every time he this is like a Phoenix situation where I keep playing the wrong quarterback. Every time I Every time I've kept George Kittle in my roster, he's done nothing. And the times I've benched him, he had three touchdowns and 27 points. And I'm like, man, I really cannot understand how to how to work with George Kittle. It's killing me. He he must know or something. I don't know. <laughs> he's he's can, a can you he's, imagine? He's a <laughs> like, of the show. I don't know. <laughs> that guy bad mouth Jimmy Garoppolo. So I'm never going to perform when he's got me starting. That's totally how that works. <laughs> Although didn't well, Dalton Kincaid sit? Or yeah, not dude. sit, but out. So at so, least, dude, I I was gonna start Dalton Kincaid at my flex though, thinking like I was down eleven points going into Monday Night Football, right? And I, what I really didn't want to do was play Joshua Kelly, the Chargers running back, against the defense that I was yep. starting. Like that, you don't want to do that. And what does kill me, I had the Browns defense on my roster, but I didn't play them because they're playing the Forty ers and I know that they're the best defense in football, but no way they're gonna slow it on the Forty ers That did happen. Kill me. But even worse. <laughs> Like, I'm like, hey, Dalton Kincaid is a really good flex player this week. They're playing uh, the Giants. Like, it's going to be awesome. And then minutes before the game, last game yeah. on Sunday, <laughs> they announced he's not playing. I'm like, I can't go back. Like, the only player I can swap him for, so I don't have a no one, a nothing burger, is put Joshua Kelly in, who's not going to have a good game this week. I was so bummed. I'm like, man, I hate that, like, in the NFL, they don't announce he's not playing till like, uh, like minutes before. And if you're playing fantasy with that guy when small margins, you're like, well, crap, I... I don't know. What to, has, that, has that got you at all this year where, like, you're not sure and then you wait and then it costs you? Um, I actually – that has not got me this this year. Um, but I think it it's a little worse, at least for you, being in Hawaii. But that Dalton Kincaid one was, like, last minute. I went to run to your team. I was like, is he starting him at the flex? Because I know you talked about starting both tight ends. 
Um, but that was like minutes before the game or something. <laughs> and like all, all the other games had happened. So like the only, I, I actually was yep. lucky at Joshua Kelly. At least I had one player who hadn't played yet. But I'm like, I really, I'm like, dang it, man. Like you just never know. It's like, uh, nah, it's killing me. But I don't know, and man. I know Josh Kelly like got you no points. But I, I, when I said that they were starting to involve Josh Kelly and I was getting nervous, it may have seemed dumb because he still only had like two touches. But I was serious because I knew Josh Kelly, all he needed was maybe like a couple more yards and, or, and a catch or something. And then all of a sudden the Dallas Cowboys defense could just get a pick or a touchdown at any moment. And that kind of, I mean, it pushed you into the territory where if the Cowboys defense got a touchdown you would have beat me. So <laughs> I was sweating it out. No, dude, it made it made the game really interesting because I, I was invested, right? I had the Cowboys defense, I had Joshua Kelly, and all it would have taken was one play for either my defense or Joshua Kelly, and I would have beat you. Like, right? I lost my five points. Like, ah, kills me. Narrowest if, if, if they of just, <laughs> If they just handed the ball on like the one yard line. Because the Chargers, by yep. the way, were inside the, the 10 yard line twice and got three points out of both trips. Like, what? Uh-huh. Oh, I man. feel like the universe has destined uh, Staley to have a fourth and one situation in every game that he <laughs> plays. I think I think the football gods have just deemed that a necessary thing to keep testing him. <laughs> <laughs> have you? Do you know like about my points for and points against thing? Um, I can look at it right no, now. No, so I I have six hundred and thirty point nine oh, points yep. for my team. And the points against are 630.52. So technically, I've got like 0.38 more points than against me. Like so, something like that. I don't, I don't know the math. But it's like, how is it that? That's never, is it? Does that happen regularly where it's like within a, a point of each other? Like, that's got to be Definitely crazy, Definitely right? not this far into the season. I feel one like thing... I could easily be forward too, man. Go ahead. I, I, that's one thing that really makes me nervous is I actually have the lowest points against in the league by far. So I feel a little fluky because I don't think anyone, I mean, the closest person is Jacob, who's 25 points more. I have 524 against, which is way less than you. That's over a hundred less than you against. So it feels a little fluky to be four and two. Cause it's like, I'm just getting lucky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the I, one thing in fantasy you can't change i guess unless you're me and you try to trade with jake the week that you play jake um but <laughs> other than that you can't play defense so do you think that trade so you offered me a trade we, i talked about earlier on the show where you offered yep. me let me pull it up you offered me um let me find it. joe burrow t higgins and was it gus edwards yep gus edwards yeah, you offered me T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, Gus Edwards for Calvin Ridley, Sean Watson, and Jameer Gibbs. And, you know, actually, oddly enough, I realized, like, mid-recording, if I'd taken that trade, I still would have had a worse quarterback than I'd ended up with. Like, Derek Carr got me more points than Joe Burrow got you. And But Jameer Gibbs didn't play. Deshaun Watson didn't play. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure if I was right to reject that trade or not. I'm still kind of processing it. I think it was right because I, I did spend my first two picks on Calvin Ridley and Jameer Gibbs. Yep. But like, uh, I, what what are your thoughts? And don't don't try to skeeze me on the trade. Like, be objective here. Were you screwing me over? What what was happening there? Like, what was going on in your head? I felt that I was getting um, a fair bit better value as far as what you had invested into Gibbs and Ridley. But I hate Deshaun Watson, and I was like, if I'm gonna 
absolve Zach of his curse that my girlfriend gave you. <laughs> if I'm gonna absolve him of this, then I, I'm gonna need a, it's gonna be a little sweetened here. So that was kind of the thought process. I was like, this probably isn't gonna go through, but I don't want Deshaun Watson, so it's gotta be so good. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm realizing, I, I met you in Hawaii with said girlfriend. She texted me the curse, right? Yep. But then I found out you were living in Minnesota. So there was a brief moment where I thought you guys might have broken up. You guys are still together. The, the girlfriend I met in Hawaii is still the one you're dating. Yep, and she's she's still in Hawaii, actually. So interesting. <laughs> but you were at her house doing renovation work recently, like. Yep. Yep. Built making making her room while she's uh, gone, <laughs> so she has one. <laughs> Dude, I I liked her, man. She was cool. She gets brownie points from Zach. I was a fan. I whatever happens happens, <laughs> but I liked her. I thought she was pretty cool. Yeah, I think we're I think we're doing op- opposite because I think you're dating someone on the mainland and I'm on the mainland dating someone in Hawaii. Am so I, da- I am I am I am I Logan? I don't know. Actually, I shouldn't say. I shouldn't say. You are the mother lovers, so yeah. I I mean I try to keep my my life. I I I may or may not be anymore. New is that breaking news? Like a little like thing along. It doesn't matter. Um. No, I don't care. I think it's funny. It's like my way of announcing it <laughs> my without face actually is announcing so it. Red. Are you, I, don't, I really don't care. It was fun. I didn't know how else to. I'm not going to like start the show on like episode 606. Zach is single. You know what I mean? Like you can't. So that's like the only way I could ever like slip it in right there. So now the audience there knows that I'm happy. Um, <laughs> any other thoughts, man? Anything going on with you? Anything about your team? Any like anything you're looking forward to in fantasy? When does when do the playoffs start? I'm curious. Is that week 13? Uh, it's going to be week 13 is the last week of the regular season, I believe, because it'll be the last fantasy never does the, I guess, week 18 now, just because a lot of players sit for Mm. the really good teams. So it'll be week 15, 16 and 17 will be the playoffs. So actually week 14 will still be regular season. So I theoretically have time to get into the playoffs. It's just very unlikely. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you... I um I was kind of I made that one dumb video um and Busted on Cousins was three and zero at the time and now he's three and three so you never know what could happen in in three weeks you could be five and four you could be above five hundred so I've got a shot this week I'm playing against uh, Carter and he's got Justin Herbert Jonathan Taylor who's kind of a nothing burger uh. Uh, the Brown, the receiver, or Marquise Brown, the receiver in Arizona. Like, there's a shot. Christian Kirk. Like, I feel like I got a pretty decent shot this week. If God forbid my quarterback can play, uh, and they, they, you know, I'd love it if Zach Moss can keep. It's funny. Actually, the two Colts running backs are going head to head. I got Zach Moss. He's got Jonathan Taylor. That'll be interesting. Who gets more carries and touches and yards? But I think mm-hmm. I got a good shot this weekend. I don't know. I I I, I had like was psychologically psychological warfare trying to trade for Jonathan Taylor for the last two weeks. I probably sent him like 10 trade requests for Jonathan. Like that's <laughs> not, I could, I, I'll count them actually. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven trade requests for just for Jonathan Taylor in the last 13 days. But I cannot, I cannot pry Jonathan Taylor from his cold dead hands. I guess he stopped responding to like the last three. He just left him on red. Um, I think <laughs> I just really like the Colts uh, run game right now. Um, like their 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 run block is really good, but 
Jonathan Taylor has not done a whole lot since coming back, and maybe they have him on like a, a pitch count type situation, but maybe Zach Moss is the guy now. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Zach Moss oh. is playing really well, but you, would they give him like $40 million, something like that? Like you don't give a guy a running back the money yeah. they did and not use him, but Zach Moss, as an owner of Zach Moss in fantasy, he's playing incredible, and I, I wouldn't bench Zach Moss. I'm like, why would we take touches <laughs> away from this guy? Like, And not even saying, because on my fantasy, I'm like straight up, he's like playing really well. It's like, well... Mm-hmm. It actually makes it silly. It makes it even more awkward they gave Jonathan Taylor a lot of money because it's like, now you don't need him. <laughs> Why did you do that? Yeah. I'm like so confused. Uh, that's that's why I me. tried to trade for him again after Zach Moss went for like 150 and two touchdowns and Jonathan Taylor had like four carries. I was like, huh, I know I know you said no when he hadn't started yet, but now that he started and it didn't go that well and Zach Moss looked amazing, like how about now? And, so I, I just, dude, I can't have him. I tried to do that with George Pickens. I sent Sam like bazillion, <laughs> like literally like probably 10, 10, like t- different permutations. Like basically every player plus someone else, like every permutation on my team I could to get George Pickens. And actually I'm really glad I didn't because he's been having not doing anything. Like the Steelers <laughs> offense is garbage. So like, thank God Sam didn't trade me George Pickens. I would have given up way too much for him. But <laughs> like, Given up I did the same ransom, thing. Yeah, yeah, man. I, don't, I, I, uh... I think there's different t- archetypes of like fantasy football players, and I am definitely I'm way too addicted to trading. I think it's I just have way too much fun with it, even to my own detriment. I think <laughs> uh, in another league, I traded AJ Brown for Brees Hall after Week One, and that has blown up in my face because AJ Brown has been unbelievable. But I sent uh, five people trades today. I just and I probably piss everyone off because they're like, "What? Like, what? Who is this guy sending me all these trades?" But uh, I just I find it so fun, and I make the trades way too big to try to make it even. I like I I made a joke of I'm always making nine player trades, but I actually did offer um, Phoenix a nine player trade that day for Josh Allen because I want to get it as close to even as possible. But then oh people God. don't like that because they're trading away half their team. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants so. to do that, Logan. Come on. <laughs> um, you're, you're a Vikings I mean, fan. Clearly, I, it hasn't happened. No, I, I wouldn't give away half my team. I invested <laughs> in them, right? Like, that's a crazy wild move Like to just be like, hey, you want to give me half your team? I'll give you half my team. <laughs> um, you're, you're a Vikings fan. I want to ask you, as a Vikings, as a fan of Minnesota, right? I propose that today Seattle should trade a first-round pick to get Daniil Hunter. How would you feel about that if I, your team traded away Daniil Hunter for a first-round pick with Seattle? Um, I'm trying to remember what Daniil's contract is right now, if it's a one-year because he signed a bunch of one-years or if it is a two-year deal or void years. Or who, I don't know. But I, I mean, Seattle could be really good, so who knows how valuable that first-round pick is. But I want to... Briefly wax poetic about Daniil Hunter this year. He's leading the entire league in tackles for loss with 11 and sacks with 8. He's tied with TJ Watt. Watt. Although that could be passed up. I I didn't check after Sunday night, Monday night football. But Daniil Hunter is quietly having a very good season. And I haven't really heard anyone talk about him. So, um, but if... If if he went away for a first, I would be okay with it, just because I don't I don't know how much it's offering the Vikings right now. I'm not in full tank mode or anything, but it's the season feels so bizarre because in the Vikings four losses, 
they've looked better than in their two two wins. I think both of their victories against the Panthers and Bears were really ugly. <laughs> both required a defensive touchdown. Um, and then they looked really good against the Chiefs, and they almost came back against the Eagles. They maybe should have won against the Chargers after Brandon Staley went for it on uh, fourth and one from his own 27, which I agreed with, by the way. Um, but it's still psychotic to do, I guess. <laughs> it's wild. Well, you I feel like the 22. Vikings should be four and two, but like flipping. I mean, I don't think they should have beaten the Chiefs, but they looked way better against the Chiefs than they looked against the Bears. <laughs> well, what's funny? All of their losses are by one score, right? Like th- it's like that historic curse. I talked about it before the year. Yep. Like, there's no. They went eleven and zero last year in the regular season <laughs> in one score games. I'm like, there's just no way possible it's going to happen again. And I, I feel pretty comfortable. Like, I would keep the coaching staff in Minnesota. Kevin O'Connell's awesome. Brian Flores is awesome. I would just probably get a new quarterback and make some moves and kind of rebuild quietly. Like, I don't think you need to blow everything up in Minnesota. You got Justin Jefferson. You got Jordan Addison. I would just trade away whatever. Like, Daniel Hunter would be good to trade away before he, he leaves. For, he's going to be an, a free agent in 2024. So trade okay. him for... Yeah, I would I get, for a first round pick in Seattle would be amazing. Seattle would win. You get access to keep him maybe long term. You can get him to a new contract. Um, and then, uh, man, I, I, I even said Seattle should trade for Brian Burns. Like, if you can trade for Brian Burns and Daniel Hunter, do both. Because that would just bolster their defensive <laughs> line. Like, I would trade my that first four picks in Seattle to go get those two players. I, I know that's insanity, but I would think you're not going to get Brian Burns or Daniel Hunter in either of your first four picks of the draft next year for Seattle. So, um, yeah. I, I don't know, man. Um, I, don't, I don't mind it. I didn't realize that this was the last year of, of his deal, although I figured it, it could be, but I didn't know if they signed him two years and a void year or Well, whatever. it's weird. Spotrack says, like, he's under contract in 2024 and 2025, but they also say he's an undrafted, unrestricted free agent in 2024. So I have, I don't know what that means. Either yeah. <laughs> Spotrack is wrong, because they say free agent 2024, but then they say it'll be in 2026 when he's 32. So I, I really can't tell. I, it's, I, I've never seen a contract like this. I think Spotrack is having a problem, because it's like, <laughs> His, like I'll send you a screenshot. It doesn't make sense what I'm looking at. I'm like, what? What? How is this possible? So I, I really can't get a read on what that means for his contract. Um, what about Kirk? Yeah. Like, I think Kirk's leaving. What, what's going to happen there? Uh, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, he said he wouldn't waive his no trade clause, so he he'll be the Vikings quarterback for the rest this of the year. year. Yeah. Um, I've heard some reports that they wanted to keep him in camp but just wanted to see how he looks so i don't fully know what's going on there um i've kind of turned into like a kirk i guess supporter just because i feel like there's a lot of kirk haters especially within viking circles but if you look at like the team that kirk came from washington and the amount of quarterbacks that they've gone through since they uh, let Kirk Cousins leave. It's like I will take Kirk Cousins rather than having a different starting quarterback for five years in a row. Hmm. Yeah, but he's I not. You kind of not garbage. Good. No. Um, you kind of touched on it earlier as far as like you think things are good in Minnesota, but just maybe a quarterback change. I think it's a dream situation in Minnesota for a young quarterback because you have an offensive head coach. Uh, Brian Flores is a really good defensive coordinator who probably should still be a head coach. You have two really good tackles, um, superstar wide receiver, up-and-coming wide receiver, too, and Jordan Addison. 
Um, I mean, like, uh, nice stadium, not that that matters that much, but still some quarterbacks might like to play in indoors versus outdoors. So I think, <laughs> I think, yeah. uh, I think it's a really good situation. <laughs> no, man, I, I totally agree. I, the guy I think that would be awesome in Minnesota is Cam Ward, the quarterback at Washington state. Like I think he'll be available when they draft. Cause he'll be a mid to mid to late first round pick. I think they will be probably like the 15th pick, something like that. Especially if you can move Daniel Hunter, right? You get a if you can trade Daniel Hunter for a first round pick, that's a king's ransom, I believe. Mm-hmm. But even if you get a second or third round pick, then you could package your first round pick and another pick to move up in the draft to go get Cameron Ward. But I I think the thing with Kirk, although I, I I too am a Kirk supporter, I would rather be I would rather have Kirk Cousins for five years than whatever Washington's been doing recently, right? However, <laughs> what I will say is that. Kirk is expensive, and it does limit your ability to pay other people. And if you can get a rookie quarterback who can do even 80% of what Kirk does, but at, like, you know, 5% of the cost, and just really mm-hmm. build your team around that young quarterback, like the 49ers have done with Brock Purdy. That's that's a special situation. You're not going to replicate exactly that. But how many teams have gone to a Super Bowl with a quarterback on a rookie contract? Jalen Hurts, Philly, Carson Wentz, Philly, Jared Goff, Mahomes, the Rams. Like first time? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's you can really build a great team around a quarterback on a rookie contract. And... uh that's what I would want to do in Minnesota. I think they've got so many pieces right. GM seems really competent. Defensive coordinator is great. Head coach is great. He's also the the offensive mastermind there. You've got great receivers. You're right. It's in a tantalizing place for a young quarterback. Um, I think if I, you're a QB, you want to be protected and you want to have a really good weapon. And Minnesota has both of those right now. So I think. Also, Minnesota is a great place to live. Like I don't, I don't know if the audience knows this. I lived there until I was seven years old, so I, I know Minnesota pretty well, and I know the culture. I've got friends there. I've got a friend who lives in a truck and drives around there. Like I, I know people who do stuff there, and the culture of Minnesota is awesome. The people there, as far as a fan base, like, would you rather play in New York as a quarterback or Minnesota? Like, come on, <laughs> Kirk Cousins would get eaten alive in New York. He gets, he gets a lot of love. I, you know, as far as Kirk Cousins goes, he gets a lot of love compared to where he would be other ways, other places, like not outside of Minnesota or not in Minnesota. So, I just think like, did 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 Caleb um, Williams list you guys as one of his potential teams? I think he did, right? I think so. Yeah. I think he did, yeah. Like that that idea would be like insanely cool if that could possibly happen. <laughs> so Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if the Vikings will bottom out that much, but also like the New York media just makes me realize like how much I could not handle being an NFL quarterback. Not like a skill level or like a on field processing level, but like I would have like a mental breakdown having like a press conference so fast, like I would be just be getting bombarded and I would just be like, shut up and just walk away. And then I would be getting absolutely flamed. It would be a terrible look. I was like, I could not handle that. <laughs> Dude, to put it in perspective, I can barely handle the tiny amount of like feedback I get. And I'm like the tiniest podcast on the internet, right? Like I can barely, I like, I'm like, where's that bridge? Can I jump? Like, I really hate, I loved when I did HVAC and I got no feedback and no one cared what I was doing. And there's no one like looking over your shoulder all the time. Yeah. Like, I so I can't even imagine what it's like to be like Daniel Jones. I just would like I would hate that yeah. so much. All that attention. You can't walk anywhere. You can't go to a bar. You see the picture of Bill Belichick at McDonald's the other day? I Have did not that? see that. Dude, it's hilarious. <laughs> he like went like full suit after their game, went to McDonald's. And like he's ordering at McDonald's and you're like someone wrote the captions like he's trying to get a better Mac. <laughs> That's funny, man. I don't know. Any other thoughts? I, I don't, I could talk to you for hours, but I don't like, you know, it's, it's like the show. I don't know what to do here. Like we're yeah. friends, but it's like, so anyway, like any uh, football I want to bring something up about Please your draft. 
Um, oh, not to yeah. not to roast you at all. I think it's just you you took a lot of risks early, and I just want to point this uh, out because you've realized that okay. in your first five selections, I'll just name them: Calvin Ridley, Jameer Gibbs, George Kittle, Deshaun Watson, and Odell Beckham. Out of those five players, now Gibbs, it's kind of cheating, but they played a combined twenty-one games in the year before in last year. Calvin Ridley, no games. Jameer Gibbs, no games. George Kittle played 15. Deshaun Watson played 6. And Odell played 0. So you definitely... That's <laughs> just really risky, I think. Um, well, Deshaun had a suspension. Like, I... You know, oh, I, they I, all I, had I, reasons. Well, I feel like I I definitely took risks, right? Like, I was... But I thought I thought if I took risks, it would work. Like, I th- OD, OBJ is probably the worst risk I took. Right? I thought Odell Beckham Jr. was going to be awesome this year. And he's not even he's not even on my team. He's garbage. I had to drop him. Like, I gave up on him because I was just like, this isn't working. I, I refuse to give up on Jameer Gibbs because I think there's potential there, but I think we're looking at a big bust with Jameer Gibbs, too. <laughs> I, I, he real could, question. Who knows? Maybe he comes back. Uh, David Montgomery's still sitting out, and Dan Campbell loves what he sees. I don't know. We'll see. Well, what's crazy is I got Nico Collins in the second-to-last round, and that, that's ended up being, <laughs> like, an, and Derek wow. Carr's back, by the way. I, I drafted Derek Carr, then dropped him, and now he's back on my team. <laughs> I didn't even realize so much that, no one that wants you drafted him. him. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's been a weird year for me. I, I'm I'm lost and confused and sad. I hate being two and four. Uh, I want to win so bad. Like I really do. You, do you feel rage when you lose? Like, do you want to win? What's like your? How do you handle the emotions of fantasy football? Um, I think it's gotten easier just because I've. I think it's like my tenth year of doing fantasy football, and I've done three different leagues. Um, so I think it gets a little easier, but it, I want to win in this league so bad. Um, I have a f- league with my friends who I see them and we talk crap to each other if we're winning or losing, and that's a buy-in, and I care a lot more about winning in this one. Um, <laughs> so if that tells you anything, I think one, it's not really a problem you're having, but it's kind of like um, when basketball teams play the Lakers or something, it's like, Whenever they play the Lakers, like that's their Super Bowl. But for the Lakers, it's every game. Oh, like for me, I've yeah. had this week circled for you, and maybe other people have it circled because they're like, "Oh, I get to play Zach in Week Nine or whatever." But for you, it's every game. So it's extra effort. <laughs> people are giving me their yes. very best. Damn. Yep, it. I'm doing more research. I never thought of that. Oh <laughs> crap! You're right. And I, I'm like waking up on a Sunday. Like who's who's alive? Who's like starting? Like I wake up at like seven o'clock Sunday. Games are. I was so like, desperately oh, trying to call you, <laughs> dude. I know to tell what? you that Deshaun wasn't. <laughs> no, you're fine. I don't know if you know this. My my uh, do not disturb has been on the the entire oh, time I lived in Hawaii, like four months. And uh, the only person who goes through my do not disturb is my my. Uh, yep. I guess not anymore. And then my my dad. So like. Um, <laughs> so like I, yeah, I, no, really, I, like, I knew it was do not disturb, but I was like, maybe like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I can get dude. through. <laughs> well, you know, it sucked too. This week I was like, this week I got to be disciplined. I got to, and I went to bed. I like went to bed at 4 a.m. Saturday night. <laughs> like I, I cannot for the life of me. Like I started watching the London game and then went to bed. That's how late I was up. Right. The London game starts at 3.30 my time here. Like, yep. it was insane. And I wasn't because I was being irresponsible either. I went to bed at 8 like a good little boy waiting for Sunday morning football. And I laid there <laughs> and I couldn't sleep. And I was like, football, 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 football. And I literally like, laid in bed like <laughs> a nerd just waiting. Like, I, I, 
<laughs> so I, if I could ever get up at like six, having football start at seven is great for my job. It's terrible for fantasy football. Like it's so much more difficult. <laughs> I, I've been such more of a quiet fan this year and people around me are like, what? Like you're so you're like, you're not getting as excited as you used to. And it's like, well, cause I had to, I'd get a death glare if I made any noise at 7am on a Sunday. Cause it's just in a tiny apartment, one little room. So yeah. Um, did you have a studio yes. or do you have a bedroom even? Um, it had a bedroom and a kitchen, but I wasn't setting my laptop up on the kitchen counter. So I was just in the bedroom. But it was oh, also man. shared with a, a roommate, so I didn't want to wake him up either. <laughs> oh man, that's so that's so tight. That's what people don't realize about Hawaii. Like everything is so small and so tight. Like, like you don't mm-hmm. have you like make so many sacrifices with your personal space because you're like you do what you got to do, man. Like it's all you got. Um, yeah, like one time I needed some space and I just sat in the kitchen because I was like, well, where else am I gonna go? Like I could go walk, but. I was like, I just need a moment. So I just sat on the kitchen counter. <laughs> so I was like, there's nowhere else to go, I guess. <laughs> how was hurricane, or how was that tornado season? Anything disruptive there? In Minnesota? Yeah. Uh, I've been, been good. Nothing. Uh, last year, my girlfriend's house got hit by a tornado, but the house was fine. Just shingles and other property damage. But I've never... Uh, had no issues with tornadoes this year, fortunately. Um, when I was a kid, <laughs> I'll never forget a tornado like went over our house. And the, I don't tell me, I the couple times I remember seeing a tornado as a child, the sky turns like green. Is that your mm-hmm. okay? So I'm not. Yep. It's a thing too. Okay, because that's always yep, been my memory, but I've never confirmed it. Yeah. So the sky turns green, the air starts like churning above your head, and I watched it go over our house and then hit the house like across the street, and I was like. Whoa, that was crit. And like, I probably shouldn't have been outside either, by the way. But I was outside. Like, I, was like, I was like, wow. Like, we're from like Washington, right? So I'm like, wow. And then the hits over there, and I'm like, that's horrifying, right? Like, it's crazy. I don't know, man. Tornado season is wild. Um, Any else you want to talk about? I had something, something on the tip of my tongue. I don't remember. Yeah, I did too. I'm trying to think now. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, oh, that, oh, that was another thing is last year, the Vikings played in London. So I actually stayed up, started watching the game at 3.30 or whatever, and then it came down to the wire as classic 2022 Vikings did. They won because the Saints missed a field goal at the end of the game. And right as the field goal went through, the sun was already coming up, and I just I couldn't fall asleep because it came down to the wire, and my adrenaline is pumping. So I just laying in bed like wide awake. I was like, I'm so dead tired, but I cannot fall asleep for the life of me. <laughs> so it's definitely a struggle watching football. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sure it's great for your job because then you can work later in the evening. But <laughs> dude, it's so great having Monday Night Football on. I'm the only person who feels this way. Everyone else, so like all my friends at work in, in Oahu are like, they're like frustrated. Like, dude, I miss the game every Monday because I got to work to get off at five. But to me, I'm like two o'clock football. Perfect. Right. <laughs> like I'm in the middle of my shift. Um, you went to a Vikings game. It is a game. weird feeling, though. Oh, yeah, like, it is. having football. Because, like, uh, the whole thing is waiting all day for Sunday night. Like, that's what I grew up listening to. And you, <laughs> you go to school, and then you come back, and it's dark. And then all of a sudden, it's just on in the middle of the day. It's it's very bizarre. Waiting it all for Sunday lunch. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lunchtime football. Or, like, big noon kickoff is at 6 a.m. Like, this week, Ohio yep. State plays uh, Penn State, 6 a.m. And I'll, I'll be up, dude. I'm not missing that yep. for anything. And it's actually great because I can watch that game 
And then depending on the other games, maybe I can go faff about and go do other stuff for a while and like enjoy my Saturday, <laughs> then come back and catch up on the other games. You went to a Vikings game the other day and I, I saw, can you tell me about the stadium? Like, tell me about, uh, is it U.S. Bank Stadium? Am I, am I correct yep. there? Tell me about U.S. Bank yes. Stadium. Um, I love U.S. Bank Stadium so much. It's it's just such a blast. There's a lot of little details. Like they have fake snow um, falling inside the stadium on like the fans, but it doesn't really get down to you. But you can see it coming down. It's in just front the of asbestos, the man. You got to watch out. That's, that's just the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was like, hope I hope not, but it could be. No, um, I love U.S. Bank Stadium. I actually went to. I don't get to go to the regular season games normally. I went to one three years ago. We played Washington, and it was a Thursday night football, and it was really cheap. I'm way up in the corner, 300 level, but it was a blast because it was Thursday night football. Um, but I went to both home preseason games this year for like 10 bucks each just so I could go to the stadium. Um, and then I got a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to go see the Chiefs game. <laughs> I was told that morning. I was like, hey, I have a, a free ticket. Uh, a family friend, uh, he has kids, but they're actually uh, they're in the military, so they're all across the country. And I had had lunch with him the night or the day before, and he was like, hey, I know I told you I was going to the Vikings game. Um, I have a free ticket if, like, could you make it? And he told me, like, three hours before kickoff. I was like, yeah, I can make it. <laughs> so I, I mean, I'm thinking I'm just going to be sitting at home and all of a sudden I'm throwing my jersey on and meeting him because he was Ubering to the stadium. But... Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> Dude, my, uh, I want to visit, next time I'm in Minnesota, so, you know, Marcus Whitman, that franchise guy lives out there in Minneapolis yep. and I love him. So next time I'm in the area, he was I'll at the game too. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah. He, he loves I, I I don't know, man. What's it like to watch Patrick Mahomes live, by the way? Because I feel like the thing that people don't understand about Patrick Mahomes is like he's so yeah. big. He's like way bigger than other people. It's like weird how he looks like a like an action figure running around with like dolls or something. Like he's just way bigger than everybody. It, it was I guess I didn't think about it too much going into the game, but I didn't have a lot of time to think. But like <laughs> when I went to my last Vikings game, not including the preseason games, I was watching um Dwayne Haskins and Case Keenum, no, not not Case Keenum, um, but I forget who it was, but it was not to the tier of Patrick Mahomes, and that was a treat to watch. He was so elusive, it was pissing me off, really. I was like, oh my gosh, he escaped another sack. He is huge and so fast, and he can throw the ball so hard, and I, it was just, I mean, it was really like a culture shock, I guess, going from... Just seeing a human like that, it doesn't even seem realistic for the body to do what he was doing right in front of me. Dude, he's unbelievable. I mean, I feel like he makes me not want to watch quarterbacks like Kenny Pickett or Jared Goff or like quarterbacks who are so limited <laughs> physically. I'm like, what? What? why would I like when you know that's out there? It's like, why would you ever right. want to watch <laughs> anybody else? I like. I think Chiefs fans even might not even realize how like good their lives are getting to watch that every week. Like not e even if they were losing, just the fact they get to watch a high level quarterback every week for years mm -hmm. is like the most incredible yeah. thing you could possibly have. I don't it know. was definitely it was a shock, and I had I was right on the uh, the sideline basically because the seats oh. were ridiculous. <laughs> I got to high five all the Vikings players, which 
Cam Akers gives a crazy mean mean high five. So do with that info what you will, fantasy owners. <laughs> um, but just getting to see Mahomes uh, so close and just seeing what he was doing on the field, it was upsetting to me, obviously, because it was against my team. But it was some watching him play is something that'll stick with me. And I think if you ever have an opportunity, like anyone listening, have an opportunity to see a quarterback of that caliber, like that will stick with you, even if it's dicing up your team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like you, that's an, it's an experience. It's like going to a Taylor Swift mm-hmm. concert. It's one of those rare things that like, this is so special and so cool that I'll always be able to talk about it. I'll always be able to remember that moment. Uh, I remember I, I watched Tom Brady play for the Patriots live in Cincinnati in 2019. It took my dad. And yep. I got to watch, we sat at the 50-yard line, and I watched Tom Brady live for the Patriots in his last year for the Patriots. And I was like, for me, it was like, that's a bucket list thing. And he able to say, I got to watch that mm-hmm. guy live and in person. And watching a live event is the kind of thing that it only happens once. Like, you can't ever go back in time and rewatch that experience live. Like, it's such a unique thing. And uh, I think it's cool that you, I didn't realize the stories you found out three hours before, and you're like, all right, putting on the jersey, getting in the car, like, here we go. Like, I think that's amazing. Yeah. And good for you for being one of the guys who's like, I send it. All right. Well, I, guess, yeah. well, I guess we're going. That's and awesome. I actually had overtime that I was working on that weekend. So I got back from the game at like eight. And then I had to, I was doing overtime until uh, two in the morning and I get up at six <laughs> for work. So I was like, Dang. I really shouldn't go to this, but this is never going to, I'm never getting this opportunity again. So I, I went to it, and then right as I got back home from work, I was working, or back home from the game, I was working. So can I ask you? It was without, worth it. Without doxing yourself, right? Don't <laughs> don't tell people like your address. But where, what area generally do you live? Like, are you close to the stadium? Is it like a drive? I mean, Minnesota is a big area, so. Uh... <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm not too far. I I always take the uh, light rail, like that's the train, basically, because it's just way mm-hmm. less of a headache. The one that goes um, to the airport, right? the yeah yeah i don't go Dude, all I've the written on that i read out wrote yeah. that like three years ago that's crazy okay sorry i don't I'm go sorry. all the way to the airport but um yeah. i but yeah so i usually do that and it's about a half an hour ride so that's like a 20 minute drive to the station that i go to with free parking mm-hmm. so i'd say it usually takes me depending on what way i take about 50 minutes to get to the stadium so not not bad um but I definitely they Ubered and I wouldn't do that again because it was just kind of sketchy being out on the, like the streets of Minneapolis at night, trying to get an Uber that's not ninety dollars. So I prefer the light rail definitely. <laughs> I I don't know that you you glossed over something. There's free parking at the 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 light rail. That that's not a thing in a lot of places. Like a lot of places, nickel and dime. Yeah. Like we got you in a parking lot. You're paying five bucks. Like they'll just. The, the Northwest, Washington, Oregon, California, they're not like that. That's uh, that's living good in Minnesota out there. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah it's free parking, um, which is why I go to it, even though it's further than some of the other stations. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Well, man, I got nothing else for you. Um, I could talk to you for like three hours, but I do I do probably should cut the show at some point. But I love you, man. I've been having fun. Yeah. And uh, anything else you want to bring up anything? one more thing? Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. That's the yes. I think um, part of like the Brock Purdy like hate is that people are upset that they missed his rise and so they want to be they want to be right on his fall because like there's always another shoe and like obviously Brock Purdy is you know everyone retires uh, father time and football never loses 
or in general. But so they want to be right first with Brock Purdy. It's like no, he's he's a good quarterback. He's been he's been playing well, and they're winning. Um, so I think people just just want to be the first on the story kind of thing. Even if it's just to their friends, it's like, see, I told you Brock Purdy was going to be bad, but uh, who's counting shoes? <laughs> Man, I think there's so much ego wrapped up in the sports media. Like there are people, frankly, people like Stephen A. Smith who are, are I think, so bad for sports media. Where mm-hmm. like there's You're this, talking. There's this desire to be right rather than be accurate and and be objective and honest and nuanced. And it, I don't know. I, I've every once in a while thought about like just leaving sports media and saying like I, I'm clearly my approach isn't what people want. I really occasionally am like, should I just like walk? Because clearly like what Stephen A. Smith is doing is working, you know. And I get so discouraged. I'm like, why isn't my approach working? Why why don't more people love what I'm doing? And it, I I never know. Uh, but it's it seems like a broken system that um, irritates me endlessly. I just don't. <laughs> I don't know, man. It kills me. Well, all of us on the interviews love the uh, the show, so at least you know we do. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm happy. Uh, well, man, I love you. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate yep. you, and uh, we'll talk soon. I appreciate you for all the content. Oh, absolutely, man. <laughs> all right, uh, that was Logan. Logan's incredible, man. We talked for I don't even know, like I feel like an hour after we like hung up and ended the recording, and then we talked for, like another hour about life and about. Hawaii and we went to we talked about the time we went to Ken's and at breakfast and favorite beaches and all I mean all kinds of stuff man I don't know I love Logan if you're listening I know you are I love you man you're the best um and it, to anyone out there listening to the podcast I love you guys so much thank you for tuning in hope you have a great day and uh bam bam we are done